0: getting used to the music. I'm getting used to it. And hello, welcome to the Phil Swallow podcast. Wednesday 26th of January 20, I said then, didn't I? 26th of January 2022. Welcome and hope you're all doing well. Just notice that my podcast deck getting a bit dusty. I just kind of leave it out week by week most of the time. Um I ordered a, a cover. They, they brought out a kind of, I don't know what you call it polycarbonate clear cover that goes over the deck because if you can imagine a normal recording deck where you've got sliders and buttons and things and you need ideally you need something that's custom built well when this actual device came out roadcaster pro came out a couple of years ago now maybe a bit longer they didn't have such a thing and it's only autumn last year when they brought it out spring in australia because that's where it comes from the company and um I know this isn't on the agenda. Anyway, so uh, I ordered it when it came out, and it it was always going to be a pre-order, but it was um, middle to end of October. And they kept saying, oh, we don't know when it's going to come in, and we'll keep trying, and we'll get you posted. Anyway, I got an email yesterday, and it said it should be with us in mid-February. So that's going to be about four months. So there you go, guys, post-COVID. Well, you know what I mean. Um... Interruptions and all sorts there's probably some Brexit in there as well but the thing I ordered in October that I used to I mean it's kind of protective you know if you should drop something on it it would the polycarbonate would protect it from getting damaged but uh, what a complete departure that was from the business in hand anyway uh we've got a bit of a packed show I guess (laughs) although I tend to always rattle through it so it doesn't take a super amount of time out of your day and hopefully you appreciate that I'm sure. Um, But yeah it's weather's still very settled here actually it's kind of boring weather it's cold but we don't always get a frost we don't get any rain type precipitation stuff so we're not getting any snow it's probably borderline cold enough for snow if all the other wet weather things and patterns were the same or not the same that they needed to be um and then it, it might get milder i think it's a little bit milder today what's the temperature now six degrees and well, there's not much different it may have got to seven today um anyway i will uh the the well let's get let's get going stop blabbering on philip um Episode 101 of the Phil Swallow Podcast. This is called New Video Live, because it is. Uh, it's the Kendi one, the one I've probably been talking about most for a long time. Um, but just to start with a little bit of a kind of diversion, um, I I wear a, these sort of outdoor trainer, walking trainer type things. They're not like your normal sport trainers. Uh, my current pair, my last two pairs, were made by Salomon. Um, I buy them because they're normally pretty good. Um, they're comfortable I get Gore-Tex so they've got a bit of you know rain protection and breathability built in and by and large have been pretty good although the grip is appalling I mean I got through the first ones quite quick and this has gone through the normal rubber grip which wasn't designed to be particularly grippy really, it's quite poor um, and it's gone through to the bit that the, 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 the rubber sole has worn through so it's now into the bit that kind of is the main body of the shoe so I thought, well, I can't let that go anymore, and there might be some deals on online. Loads of research I did, looking at the reviews, and they all were saying, great shoes, really comfortable, but they just, soles wore through in no time, and that was things like Merrells and Salomon and other proper makes for walking and trekking and all that stuff. I mean, I don't really go off-piste very often, but, you know. Um... And then I stumbled on Echo. Well, I looked in Echo, the brand, E-double-C-O. They're a Danish company. And I looked and looked them up a while ago when I was looking at new golf shoes. And I went with the sketches in the end. But uh, I kind of always remembered the brand. And their reviews were fantastic for comfort. And they do a Gore-Tex range. And I went with a certain look in mind. It was like a plain black, basically, like I already had now. I'm a bit boring. Didn't have those in the shop in my size. But I did get a feel for their sizing anyway. They do this kind of size range of 10.5 to 11, which was really quite helpful for me. And I tried this blue pair, Gore-Tex, kind of light-coloured sole, and they were just unbelievable. I I referred to them, to Sue, as sketches on steroids. So sketches are good, and they give you really good, kind of comfortable uh, insoles and things like that. But these were just on a different level. Weren't cheap. Uh, I managed to, because I signed up to their newsletter, they did that thing where they give you a few quid off, 10 quid off. Um, so it came to about 100 quid. But anyway, they were they were very good. I, I've worn them a few times since, um, and they're wonderful. Almost like wearing a really good supportive pair of slippers out in the street. Um, and I do quite a bit of walking. I mean, I like to do my walking exercise regularly. <clears throat> and when I go to football, I park about a mile or so away from the ground, and there was a game on Sunday. And then it gives me a good couple of miles walk, um, but you just don't notice anything. They're they're so comfortable, so I, I thoroughly recommend the Echo brand. And what was nice is to, you know to go to the shop. I I didn't want to keep doing the Aldrin and send back malarkey, even though I was fairly confident on size. So we went to their their store in Wimbledon. It's right on the station there in the Centre Court shopping outlet. Uh, so we got got her shoes there, and then I decided I wanted a new a more plain um, kind of what do you call them beanie hats i think because the one i've one i use at the moment has got nikon professional services emblazoned all over it and again thinking of videos and if i'm still doing them in the winter which i will be and i want to wear a hat um i just didn't want to have lots of massive bright um branding on them excuse me <coughs> um you know i don't edit those out and i apologize but uh north face one <coughs> subtle it was actually made out of recycled material which was great um, doing our bit it wasn't cheap but they did have a bit of discount off it I'm just squeaking my bottle top Hang on. <clears throat> you wouldn't get this on the Joe Rogan show probably whoever he is um, but he's reading the news for being anti-vaxy and uh, yeah so we went to Millet's Black's they're the same company I think the hat and then we decided to stop for some nice lunch. It was a brunchy lunch at Patisserie Valerie. Really nice, quick service, lovely food. Hop back on the train. We were back indoors by about 20 past two and um, could get on with the the business of the day, which was editing the Kenny video. So because I'd done the additional footage and I was kind of putting that all together and it was all going quite nicely uh, and I shared on the weekend a review copy. So the whole video that was fairly complete and i shared it with uh tony lindra neil who t- helped put it together my guests and they came out with some really good points um and some additional material so neil did a kind of little plan thing to scale and tony got a photograph of me and there were some other good comments things about best to take out or whatever um and you know the, the old saying of if in doubt take it out is true when you're doing videos um i i could have tried to do a kind of overdub voiceover you know thing but it, i did have a go at it it didn't really work when you talk and you walk and you're in the in the momentum <clears throat> even momentum of doing these videos there is a certain uh energy that i guess that comes out in your voice and i am walking about and talking as i go with this thing with my camera stick and i couldn't reproduce that so i just thought no i'm just going to take these lines out um you know work out an appropriate cut and cut, uh, and an editing trick that I'm happy to share with you, that is if you're overlaying a, a clip of something else, ideally related, but, you know, a photo or a different clip of just a standard non-talking clip, then you can do anything you like under it um, with the sound. So it's quite easy to hide things. It's known as hiding something with an edit. Standard practice happens all the time. Um, and just a quick diversion from that, because I will go back to it. I have been so delighted with this um, Rode Wireless Go 2 microphone set, clip-on mic. Now, shortly after I got it, I saw that there was a BBC News reporter had one clipped on their coat um, doing a roadside report from Liverpool, I think it was. Not that that matters. But there was a story on the news yesterday about a guy who was rescued, and I think 300 rescuers came to his aid. He was a, a caver. And he was trapped in the Brecon Beacons in a cave down there somewhere, quite badly injured. And he sort of met up with some of the people and he did a sort of news article. They sometimes give you a kind of snippet and then it might be on a slightly bigger, longer programme later on. Um, And I had to pause it. I said, "Have, have a look at this, have a look at this. And yeah, so in broadcast terms for this BBC report, the guy had the same microphone just clipped onto his jacket. And the quality was excellent, so I'm delighted with that purchase. And so they've been so easy because you just you know you don't have to. It's not like wiring up a lab where you've got to say to someone, right? Can you just pass this through your clothing and around your belt and clip it onto your buckle and do this and do that. Um, and you you know the untrained ear is probably going to not notice any sound difference anyway. So I'm really pleased with that purchase. If I haven't said it already. Um. So yeah. So <clears throat> so we got the feedback. Um. And then I put together as you took an extract for something that I wanted to run past them and did that and that was Toodem and, and froed yesterday and I was just going to put a final um run together a final I call it a build um goes back to my IT days but you know just to produce the file of um of the of the film of the video and I did it in a low res because I just wanted to play it on my phone just to make sure everything joined together and I noticed all sorts of Things that where the timing had gone out. um, Things that had rippled out of kilter um, that I just didn't want in the video. You know, things not lining up properly and so on and so forth. Obviously, if you saw it, you'd know it. Um, But, you know, as an editor, you you deal with those things so that you can get them right and get it out the door. Uh, So I was frustrated by that yesterday evening because I thought it was almost good to go. And when you load videos on YouTube, it can take a while for it to load up in all versions. So the standard def version normally goes up quite quickly, HD and then 4K follow on. And I, I did this full run through after the edits. Um, so that was most of my evening yesterday. Uh, and then I produced the build copy uh, around about 9.30, something like that. Um, did a quick flick through just to make sure it looked okay at all the key points as I say I was I suppose my confidence in the editing process was knocked even though I'd not had this problem I had a bit of a problem when I was first learning in about 2018 um, but four years on is a bit puzzling to say the least so um, I, as I, say, I did check double check double check put the video up late last night and it you know, it went through, it did the usual... I mean, all this is done behind the scenes. You literally just upload it to to YouTube and it kind of does the processing up there and it tells you what's going on. And I went to bed about eleven twenty, eleven thirty last night and it was still saying processing HD version. So, well, no surprise. And I, I really expected... So, it's now 17.40 on Wednesday. I really expected it to still be processing now because in the past they have taken absolutely ages... But I guess, well, either YouTube have upped their processing capacity or fewer people are uploading videos or any combination thereof. Uh, but when I got up this morning and, well, when the cats got me up and I came downstairs and made a cup of tea, 10 to 8, whatever, um, it all uploaded. It was fully there, all ready to go. So what I did for today was to do some other chores here and there, but just took my time because YouTube have told me in the past that between 4 and 5 p.m., is a good time for me to upload my videos, um, just not the table then, sorry, but it's probably gets some of the morning audience in the US, and because um, I've got quite a few, I get quite a few views, views over there, and it gets a, a kind of people commuting home time sort of audience, you know, end of the day, you just pick up your phone when you're having a drink or whatever. Um, so I put it up put it live this afternoon is in a nutshell i'd already done the chapter markers so this is where you can go through and you say at which points in the video you can skip to a section and just learn about you know certain things um so i did all that did all the tagging did all the descriptions did the links i said in the video i was going to put in always do that uh went live uh 14 or 15 views just in the first less than an hour quite pleased um i did some social media posting which i don't always do so i did my facebook personal facebook business youtube personal youtube business send it to the guys in kenny revival and um i think linda might be doing a post tomorrow Uh, but some of the people that i I, i've seen before i think have already looked at it i've had some comments and three likes in that uh, small viewing number so, um, so that was pretty good so yeah that was that um, also I attended today the first of my hopefully regular appearances at the Sandstead Local History Group and that was great fun um, one of the guys there did a talk on John Kerry the map maker from the 1700s that was fascinating he really he really set his stall out in terms of map making map making from an engraver into to making maps Um they they were asking for people to come along and do talks in this year, in the future, and I'm probably going to put myself forward for that. Uh, it might be a general thing about what I do. Um, I'm hoping to, for it to be two-way and I can establish some contacts, because there were some really key researchers in that group there, and um slightly older group, I guess, because it's done at a time when most people would, do, would be at work. It's a Wednesday afternoon. Um but yeah, and I might also attend the Bourne Society meeting, which is in Caterham, that's on next Wednesday, uh, which some of those people have got kind of joint membership, or it's almost like an affiliation between the two history groups. So that was really good, really interesting. And, um, you know, if I can start to find people that I can tap into their brains or look up books that they might have, it's going to be great for my research for future future content. So that's really good. Um I've done some organising, so i am starting to use the notes app a bit deeper. I did a bit of a decluttering of it, because uh, I've mentioned before I use the notes to prep for this show. But I started to add tags to notes, because then you can find things much easier. I've never been into tagging. It's almost like I thought, well, what's the point? You can just search. But if you tag something, it's then you're searching by tags and you can group things together in a search without needing to search in multiple places, if that makes sense. So yeah, tagging on the notes, I think they might have only brought it in in last year's main iOS update for Apple. And of course, it works across all devices, because it's iCloud. So So that was good. And I also did a little bit of work on my Excel video planner. Um, I'm currently up to date with that. So this is just like a spreadsheet. And what I thought is just to almost declutter that or to break that down a bit, I've got a list of videos where I'm actually doing ongoing work so that would be in edit or in shoot or part shoot or, or I've got my material together because it's going to happen or things that I'm just doing research on because I didn't want it to be too cloggy, clogged up cloggy I was going to say there um, so within that I started to do some work looking into RAF Redhill um, I mean that's, that's quite fascinating actually RAF Redhill because as well as it being a working airfield during the Battle of Britain it's a working airfield now, which none of the others that I've done content on so far have been. Uh, it's got the original hangar from when the airfield was built in 33-34. Um You can actually sit down and have a drink and a bite to eat in in front of the runway, you know, watching the activity of the planes. There's a couple of Nissan huts on site that were, still, that were there from the war that is now used by a welding company, so I'm going to see if I can have a chat with them. And also it's the headquarters for um, air ambulances and also news media. So they said that when you're down there, you're probably going to see, is it called the Skycopter or something, you know, taking off and um, going off for their news reports. But they're based there. It's a good place to be. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm, and that was found out fairly quickly. So uh, I like the fact that to do a recce, you can just go down there and have a coffee or a coffee and a bite to eat or whatever watch the planes come and go now obviously that's going to be a colder experience this time of year but there's going to be something in it I think um, for for the future so I'm looking forward to Red Hill whereas I've been working on these airfields that are no longer airfields and or you know Kenley's got very few buildings but the, the ground space is exactly as it was Croydon's got buildings well tower type buildings, central buildings, but nothing like the hangars, but no real airfield space other than a bit of kind of common land now. So anyway, uh, all of that was going to be covered in due course. Uh, so um, right now, I'm kind of chilling out a bit today, um, sort of putting my feet up. I've been watching a bit of the football, African Cup of Nations, and um, I'll probably tomorrow, if the diary allows, we will be going out to see National Theatre Live which is where it's put on at the National Theatre in London and you can see it at your local cinema so we've got got a meal booked me and Sue and our mum and we've got the tickets booked for the show so that would be great, really good, really looking forward to that so so that's happening tomorrow evening so during the day you might do a bit of simple stuff Um, getting back into the uh, getting back into gear with the Croydon edit because I think that's going to be quite a nice one to do and I'll be able to do some drone footage as well all being well so uh i do talk quickly don't i but i mean it's better than just being a boring full of pauses late night radio guy uh but i'll keep talking until i get to 20 minutes on this one or thereabouts. no uh once again thank you for supporting me thank you for listening to the show it is really appreciated uh take good care of yourself and we'll catch up in next week's episode